Welcome to OSD. I'm Robbo. And I'm Logan, and we've got another exciting episode in store for you. This week, uh, we're going to be having a quiet drink with Patrick Collins. We're also going to be discussing Fizzle Flat. Uh, actually, before we go any further, Robbo, why don't you just explain to everybody why it's called Fizzle Flat and not what it was last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we did come up with a few ideas, and we had a few people send some in. Uh, some of them are a bit too rude, so we kind of... Um, we adapted one, which it sounds like fizz, but it's not quite fizz. Um, but yeah, so we, we took it to fizz or flat. We thought that was probably better. Yeah. So the idea before was, you know, is it still a bag of potato chips and all that? But we didn't think it was quite alcohol enough. <laughs> so fizz or flat, which basically is we take a classic uh, film, although in the future it could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a TV series. And, you know, and as ever, if you have a suggestion, then just let us know on info at onlyslightlydrunk.com. And we're going to be talking about our recollections of the film, throwing in some hopefully interesting trivia. And we're going to try and decide, is it still fizz? So is it still as effervescent and as good as it was when we first saw it? Or is it flat? So, you know, thanks to Robbo for coming up with fizz or flat um, or something very similar with the last word. Rhymes with fizz <laughs> and is a bodily function that we don't think is, is a, even though we, there is the language situation. There, there was booze involved. It was crude, I, is, I admit. There yeah. is always booze involved. So we've got that to come. Uh, we're also going to be doing all the usual things that we talk about. And uh, this week's Drunken or Goat Craze of all time. And thank you for Mr. Staines from Hounslow, who said, how can you have more than one uh, greatest of all time? Mr. Staines, fuck off. I don't ever <laughs> listen to my podcast again. Don't question me or my partner. We know what we're doing. All right. Uh, and yeah. this week, uh, it is uh, Richard Burton. Who we're Richard going to be talking Burns. about. And interestingly enough, um, I was thinking about this. You never hear anybody do Richard Burton impressions, do you? Don't you? Name one. N- name a famous Richard Burton impressionist. I'm sure there is one, and I'm trying to think who it is. Okay. By the end of this show, if you can bring up a famous, and I mean famous, I don't mean... <laughs> Some obscure... Mr. Stains, Stains from Hounslow. I want to have an actual Richard Burton impressionist that we would know and recognise. Okay. All right. Um, I'll try yeah. Uh, so basically, yes, those are things we've got coming up as well as all the usual stuff. But this week, our special guest that we're very excited about aren't yes, we? Yes. is Patrick Patch Collins. Say hello to everybody, Patch. Hello, everybody. How are you all? Are you okay? Yeah, you're good. Very good, mate. Very good, good, good. Hello, hello, hello. Well, thanks for coming, Patch. It's uh, brilliant to have you here. It's quite exciting to have a, a live musical person such as yourself. Mm. So it's, we're going we're, we're gonna to enjoy that. Hopefully we won't annoy you too much by singing along. I'm sure you won't. <laughs> well, i tell you what we'll do. We'll give you at least one song. We're not trying to muscle our way into it. annoyed me too much already. Yeah. <laughs> Patch, Patch, come back, come back. Uh, listeners, if there's anybody who wants to be on this week's show, we appear to have lost a guest. Dull. Well, before he does actually yes. leave, let's, uh, let's move on to What's Your Poison? With this week, we are imbibing... Some Captain Morgan's Original Gold Spiced Rum. Mmm, lovely spiced rum. We've also got, courtesy of Patch, oh, yeah. some Lord Nelson's Spiced Rum Liqueur, which is signed... By the man himself. By Nelson himself. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been when he'd lost an arm, because he's very squiggly. Yeah, yeah. Why do they always put best wishes? It's always best wishes, isn't it, when 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 like, when like semi-famous people autograph anything? Is it, I don't know, I've never yeah, had an autograph. Yeah. I know, man. I got asked for one once. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. They said, oh, Mr. Wallace, I love your chef's program. Can I, <laughs> can I get your autograph? Which Put I didn't on. mind. Yeah, I didn't mind that. What did piss me off was when somebody thought it was Alan Carr. That's, Alan that's, fucking Carr. It's not unusual. I was going to burst in <laughs> So, yes, What's Your Poison this week is, as Roy said, it is about uh, spiced rum. And as we all know, spiced rum is lovely. It's smooth. It's medium-bodied. It's a blend of Caribbean rums and spices. It's got nice, subtle hints of vanilla and caramel. Um, and it is really good for making different cocktails with. And getting um, you drunk. Yeah. Well, well that really, aren't they? Um, the, the very famous... Uh, Sort of the, the what's, what's the word the symbol yeah, for spice yeah. rum, yeah, Captain, Captain Morgan, Morgan himself, yeah, Mister Swashbuckle, um, is based on a, a real Captain Morgan, uh, Morgan, 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 Henry Morgan, uh, and he really was a pirate actually, yeah. but um, he was born in Wales. He, he started uh, going about the Caribbean seas, attacking Spanish ships and settlements on behalf of Her Majesty the Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so whether that, that makes him kind of an official pirate, I he suppose. was, yeah, but apparently he well, was. Actually, doesn't that mean he's not a pirate if he's done it officially? Depends. It's like the old saying about one. Man's terrorist, isn't it? You know, if, if you're Spanish, he is a pirate. If you're you're English, he's you know dinnificant country. You know, if you're a moron, you vote for Brexit. If you're mm. sensible, you don't. It's that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, how much have we had to drink so far? Apparently, he was very ruthless, even for a pirate. Oh, okay. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Bad boys, fisticuffs. 
Don Mates is a famous American artist who specializes in sci-fi and fantasy, uh, which he won a Hugo Award for, basically the highest honor an artist in his field can get. He's also uh, the guy behind the image of Captain Morgan that we all know today. He said in an interview, many liquor products are introduced to the marketplace and the majority don't take. Uh, Seagram's, which commissioned him, uh, wanted to dis- uh, distinguish itself, so asked him to design an image. Fun fact, Mates actually left the original paintings on the roof of his car before bringing them to Seagram's office in New York. Um, he did find them again, but they were a bit snowy and salty, and yeah, they needed a bit of cleaning up. It's a very, very popular drink globally. Uh, in, in the USA in 2014, it sold $224 million worth. That's um, nice. Just in the USA, which basically makes it the second most popular liquor brand in the country. Do you know what? I, I didn't in America? Have, I, yeah. I didn't Blimey. check to see what the number one was. What do you reckon? In the States. Yeah, Jack what, Daniels, maybe? Leaving. Yeah, it's got to be bourbon. It's, it's got to be bourbon, bourbon of some sort. Patch, yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, JD. Yeah, I thought JD, something like that. You know, basically, you know, when they're not drunk. And shooting each other. <laughs> Americans are good at sport. Yeah. Um, so that's Brexiteers and Americans that I've upset this week already. <laughs> cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's that. So it's, it's quite popular in, in America. Which is lovely. And a surprising fact, which is a fact that I am quite happy about, is it's a very <laughs> low number of calories per shot, apparently around 75. Uh, but the brand's expanded over the years with a, a lighter rum, a lighter white rum, 100% spiced what is proof? It's the alcohol content, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 100% yeah, yeah, proof is, is, is yeah. <laughs> 100% proof Fail spiced that. rum. That, yeah. You can use that to light your barbecue, can you? <laughs> Flavoured rums like coconut and pineapple and even a Captain Morgan private stock that blends Puerto Rican rums with a subtler dose of spice meant for more upscale sipping style consummation. Not consummation, consumption. Okay. Consummation comes after you've drunk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to edit that out, but I think we'll need it in after that. Well saved. Well saved. <laughs> uh, um, there is another type of. I did look this up the other day, and there's, um, you know, on some rums it says navy proof. Yes. Do you know what that means? Uh, I guess it, it, it's the sort of rum they used to serve when they were in the Navy. She used to get a cup, was it a cup of tots? Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, no, yeah, it was about yeah. a pint or something. Dark. Yeah, you got a lot. No, but it's Navy proof is uh, because the, the sailors weren't convinced that they were getting the proper stuff. So they used to pour a bit of their rum onto gunpowder. And if it's still lit, then it meant that it was it was proper rum with massive alcohol content. This is Navy proof. It would have been one of those ones that they'd have, they'd have done that with. Pour it on gunpowder, you can still blow your house up. Okay, uh, can we get some gunpowder? Anybody? <laughs> can we get? Can we get a run? Can we get? Oh, we don't. We don't have runners. We got <laughs> no, Isaac. No. Got Isaac. Is it? Uh, he's probably got his headphones on. Okay, so, fair, yeah. enough. fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, tonight we are on the classic combination of the spice rum with coke, basically. Um, Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Is that what, is with a it? slice yeah. of rhyme? Lime. <laughs> slice of rhyme. Slice What's of up with you tonight? How much um, have you had already? I don't know. This is the first one, which is kind of worrying. Honestly. So that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is wetting the whistle, um, and now. I'm very excited about this. Um, so we're going to have a, a good old chat and uh, and some tunes with Patch. So Patch, Patrick Collins. Uh, uh, Patch or Patrick? What would you prefer? Patch. Patch. Please, yeah, awesome. Patch, my friends. Patrick's yeah. only when my mum's telling me off. So. <laughs> it's like yeah. me with Andrew and Dicker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, great stuff. So Patch and I have known each other for as long as um, I've known Kev Gower. We met when we were 16 years old yes, at, at college yes, um, in Portsmouth when we both had hair. We're both balding <laughs> yeah. now. Yes. Um, but, but yes. we both had hair. Although Patch had nice hair, I had crap hair, even at that oh, really? age. Yeah, I think basically God looked at me and said, you know, you really don't deserve to have hair because it's shit. <laughs> You're better off bald. And, uh, you know, I think he was right when you look at that, you know, straw thatch. Have you seen the pictures? <laughs> I've you seen a couple of pictures. Yeah, yeah it didn't look that bad. You kept changing the colour of it. That's the problem. I did it twice. <laughs> right? one, when I was not a goth. You look like Patch. Eminem. Was I a goth? Ah, right, we can settle this once and for all. There's been this long-running joke, allegedly, that I was a goth at college. Patch, let's settle this once and for all. Was I a goth at college? <laughs> no, no, you no, weren't. When, no, you you say, weren't. when you say you wasn't a goth, <laughs> we're, we're not, you know, how... how how far down the line do you describe a goth? You know, is it? Well, if if we're going carrying a crow around with him all day, <laughs> obviously uh, not. No, yeah. you didn't go yeah, that yeah. far. No, but dark clothes. He was a goth. There we go. Yeah, yeah yes, he was yeah. close That's to, but thinking. not quite there. Yeah, goth light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll take that one. Diet, yeah. diet goth. Diet goth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so Patch and I used to go to college together, and um, we were we were both uh, at various stages. We were in we were in bands. So I think, well, I was in a band uh, once, and I was just 
the singer because I have no musical talent. In fact, some people say I can't even sing and they're probably not that wrong. Oh, Patch was so. always in bands because he was such a, a talented uh, guitarist and singer. So we're going to be talking to Patch and uh, finding out more about him and his music and, and stuff like that. Indeed. So, yeah, yes. really pleased to have you here. Thanks, Patch. So, Patch, let's kick things off. Tell us which musical instrument is your weapon of choice uh, and, and, and if it's just that one or if there's any others that you play. Um, it's a guitar. Uh, I, I play, well, badly a ukulele. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, that's about it. And other than that, I, I've tried various instruments over the years. Harmonica. Harmonica, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. Um, bass guitar, I can play very poorly. But yeah, generally guitar. That, I thought if you could play the guitar, you could you could play the bass. Yeah, I, I can yeah. I can hold a tune on a bass guitar. But uh, yeah, guitar is the one that I sort of stuck at. And yeah, okay. What's easier, guitar or bass guitar? Or are they kind of... Similar but different. Well, well, I'd, I'd say normal guitar for what I play. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's, you've got some skilled bass players out there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, you, yeah, it's the same, isn't it? If you can, I, I always, not being a musician myself, I was always under the impression that you could play, you could get by on a bass with less talent than, if, than you could on the guitar. I don't know if that's true. You can play sort of, sorry, well, to I, all I the sort of too, too technical, <laughs> but you play root notes and things like that. But at the end of the day. A guitar's good because you don't pick a bass up at a party and play Wonderwall to impress a girl, do you? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good idea. I never did learn to play the guitar because I would have, you know me, I would have 100% oh, yeah. have been that wanker. Would have gone, oh, look, I don't know about you guys, but I just I just think, you know, there's a lot of love in this room. So I just want to play. some tunes. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, was it Ben off the in between us too? That's, that's, I'd, I'd be like that. Yeah, but that's when you pick the bass up. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not, not going to fly. Brilliant. Well, I think, I think I know the answer to the next question then. So it's um, what what made you pick up the guitar in the first place, Patch? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you? Uh, no, I, um, I didn't even think about girls when I put. No, I did. I, I was um, sixteen when I started playing guitar. Um, what actually made me want to play was I'm a massive Beatles fan. Oh yeah, and I just thought one day. I can play that. It's easy, isn't it? Thinking, you know, anyone can be the Beatles, can't yeah. they? So I picked up the guitar, then got addicted to it. And as much as it's a good, a guitar for me is an instrument you can learn to play easily, but not learn to play well easily. Yeah. If that makes sense. Ooh, I like that. That's yeah, good. Like that. So, um, mm. so you can learn a few chords and just think, yeah, I've got this. And I've stuck with that for the rest of my life. Just those yeah, few chords have right. seen me through, you know. So, so, so is Noel Gallagher. Well, exactly. Yeah. Status quo. Status quo built their house yeah, on Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so no, it was, it was the Beatles um, were, were sort of my influence and made me think, yeah, I can actually have a go at that. So uh, that's okay. what started. And uh, I had a friend who had a guitar. He taught me a few chords and then sort of went from there, really. So then moved from school to college. And that's when I discovered the world of bands. Yeah. Nice. And I, I discovered that girls like guys in bands. Oh, yes. And that's why you joined uh, a band. No, <laughs> I, I, I was actually asked at the time. I don't know why. I think they were, they were, they were desperate. And I was a somewhat gregarious character, so they kind of figured if nothing else, I'd be an entertaining front man. But there's a, there's a difference between people laughing with you and at you. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just say it was at more than with. So we, we kind of, again, to, to Robbo's point about mm. covering this next question, we've already touched on the Beatles. So... I guess, uh, buddy, firstly, expand on that. What is it about the Beatles that you love? And also, oh, have you got any other sort of heroes or influences on you? Lots and lots. Um, I was brought up listening to rock and roll and the Beatles and stuff like that from a mum and dad's sort mm. of collection. Um, and that, to me, so first and foremost, I fell in love with music. It wasn't a case of I'm going to play a guitar. I was never interested in music actually performing at school, although performing, I would, yeah, I was always going to show off, but actually <laughs> sort of playing an instrument, no. Um, but yeah, so the Beatles definitely, they're up there, top influences, 100%. Buddy Holly to me, really? okay. yeah, above the Beatles, really. When I think about, wow, well, yeah, okay. that that's to him, to me, he is the one for me. He's sort of really, when you listen to his output and the fact he died so young, so, yeah. so early 20s, that was a plane crash, yeah, 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 he died they, in a plane uh, crash, yeah. wasn't he? Then they tossed a coin for it, was it him or the big bopper? Yeah, one of them on the plane tossed yeah, a coin, they're on a tour, yeah, yeah, they're on a tour, and and it was you know, cheap as chips. And there was a a, a tour bus, I believe, there yeah. that had no heating, and it was you know, really cold winter's night, mm, Minnesota yeah. or something like that, yeah, they're in the middle of, yeah, but Midwest. they had to make this long bus journey to get to the next city with no heating, and it was freezing, and they were offered the opportunity, a few of them, to yeah. fly on a jet. Um, there was there was three so, seat, three seats on it and uh, yeah Buddy Holly yeah um, Richie Valance Richie Valance and yeah. the Big Bopper and one of them swapped I think Richie Valance swapped his seat no he, 
Buddy Holly's guitarist swapped his seat with Richie Valance. Mm. No. That was it. And a coin toss. And of course, they, they crashed. And, and that was the end of it. Is it uh, Don McLean? Yes. American yeah, Pie. American Pie. Famously, yeah. that song is about that crash. Is it really? Yeah. The day the music Every day's a school day. Yeah. You don't know that? Bye bye, Miss American Pie and all that lot. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's about the music When you listen to the lyrics, it probably make more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, Buddy Holly, rock and roll, that sort of thing. And then, sort of. I've always been interested in sort of guitar type bands, but also a bit of madness and stuff like that. Oh, stuff yeah. that we grew up with that yeah. you could sing along with. Because I perhaps always looked at it as being more of a front man than a guitarist out and out. And so I was thinking, what songs will people want to hear? You know, yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah. so it's been an entertaining side of it. Adam and the Ants, all those sort of things. It'd be sort of that that sort of thing would be a um, inspiration for me. But then it spirals if in into rabbit holes and I go, you know, Simon and Garfunkel and, yeah. and you know, there's just hundreds and hundreds of... Well, they got, they got, uh, well, uh, Simon's got a, a massive back catalogue yeah. of, uh, yeah. of, of songs that you could choose from. Yeah, ridiculous, it's ridiculous amounts. And so, um, so, yeah, and, and then it's, for me, it, it, they're my, my base in, in, inspirations really. Yeah, definitely. So when you, your rock and roll starts, is it sort of more that sort of middle of the road or do you go a little bit harder with it, like Led Zeppelin or anything like that? Or? I liked listening to that, but I can't sing it. No, so <laughs> that, 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 that sort of determines what I'm going to be sort of playing live. Mm. So, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, certainly what what I listen to is, is very eclectic as opposed to what I'm going to play sort of live in front of people. Yeah. And also you've got to think, well, you know, what do actually people want to listen to? Yeah, totally, yeah. Because if I'm not playing original stuff, sorry, you can, sorry no. if I'm not playing original stuff, then I'm going to play stuff that people want to hear. So yeah. if I'm sat in a pub... Do I actually want to hear something that's a really obscure rock song that was a B release, you know, B side, or never released, and that sort of thing? No, I don't. I want to know something. That I can have a everybody can. Everybody recognises. Yeah, so I think when I came to see you a while back, were you, were you playing Joy Division or something? Um, no, what would we would have been playing? Um, Buzzcock, something like that. We might have been playing. It was, yeah, it was, there was something. something like we, we played familiar it, stuff. Yeah, but. and this is what again, sort of talking about the band. What I try to do with any sort of songs I choose is not always do the obvious ones. Well, you, mm. you know, you do put the obvious ones in there, but sometimes throw a song in that people think, I haven't heard that for years. I love yeah. that song. <laughs> the Crash by the, the, the Crash by the Primitives is one that I, I sort of we like doing, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a really good song, that one. And, and they'll go <laughs> and listen to it again. So, uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, awesome. Logan mentioned college earlier, Patch. Um, what bands were you a part of when you were at college? Um, which one was it? Was it Portsmouth? Yeah, Portsmouth yeah, was sixth form yeah. as it was now. Portsmouth College, uh, Portsmouth College as it is now. Portsmouth yeah. sixth form when we were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the first band I was ever in was a band called um, HLF, the Hair Dry Liberation Front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Andy doesn't really like that band, do you? Andy? No, I, do you know what? I love that so, band. Sorry, Logan. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I forget yeah. who Andy is. <laughs> Logan. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I love that band, and there is some footage on YouTube, folks. I believe of HLF. It's just HLF, or is it the Hair Dry Liberation? Well, Hair Dry Liberation Front is the full name. Yeah, it's uh, just HLF, HLF on because, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, HLF on YouTube. Cool. Yeah, um, there is some footage on, on YouTube if you want to see. Uh, I think you can see Patch at various points in it. Um, yeah, playing. Mm-hmm guitar doing his thing um they were the band that, that for me the cool kids when it came to music were in that band and i desperately wanted to be in it but um <laughs> you know me people don't like me <laughs> so That's i wasn't allowed to be in it i That's had to make it my well, own band. well to be fair we had about 40 people in the band there was more people in the band yeah. than weren't yeah. in the band right. so, yeah. why well, can't I be in it then we've got enough people you've yeah. got literally half of college yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including the cleaner and the dinner lady yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were great because they used to put on a real show didn't you, you yeah guys, again it it's all about the performance yeah. I think and it, it I mean we could scrape a few tunes together but it was more about putting a show on I mean we played um Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. we, had, well, we had a couple of dancers because it was a time of like um, Happy Monday. So we had like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. get a couple of bezzers in Butler. there. Dave Butler, Steve Hansler, um, dropped also, a few names in there. And um, what we did, Steve Hansler, one of our dancers, um, it, we had a red door that he painted black on stage <laughs> while we were because as of the first lyric being, I see a red door and I want to paint, it, paint black. it black. So, yeah, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, so that we did things like that, and yeah, we we, we did write a few own songs and those a few original songs in that one. Stomp, Armadillo Stomp, Armadillo Stomp. Yeah, that was uh, Armadillo but, Stomp. Yeah, it, that's probably one you could see on YouTube. I think right? it is. No, yeah, yeah, it is so, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, check it out, uh, folks, if you want to see it. Yeah, so yeah. that that was the first band, Hair Dry Liberation Front, and uh, yeah, we we moved on from that one, and a couple of members of that moved on, 
and we formed another band called uh, Billy J. Leach and the Humbugs. Okay. And uh, we were a 60s tribute act at the time, so, uh, well, we, we always were. We never changed. Um, <laughs> and we had uh, a guitarist called Bill Leach, which we thought Billy J. Leach, we'd, we'd get that one in there. And Humbugs was the name of the sweet shop that was up uh, Baffins or Tangiers Road. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, 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 um, we got the name from there. And that one actually took off. Well, I took off, I say that makes it sound popular, but we actually went quite a few years doing yeah. that one, so uh, that, that was quite good. Um, bearing in mind, I mean, this was sort of early 90s and the 60s were only sort of 25 years ago then, yeah. so... Um, yeah, so that, that was... Oh, God, a, it's that, scary, isn't it? When yeah, you think when, about it now, you go, the 80s are 40 years yeah, ago. Like, oh, it. <laughs> yeah, and this is it. Yeah, and this is exactly it. But yeah, so um, Billy J. Leach and the Humbugs and um, did that for yeah, quite a few years. Did you college, go just, around uh, uh, gigging with the... Yeah, with, with, the, with the Humbugs we did. We played... I mean, we ended up sort of playing everywhere, all over the sort of south of England, really, with that okay. one. We, we toured, toured. That's an absolute lie wow. to say tour, but I don't, who's going to listen to this that's going to actually remember me, you know? He said, yeah, we toured, you know? <laughs> I did a tour. Yeah. A tour uh, is a tour, young man. Yeah, well, this yeah. is it. So If you yeah, went was, from place to place, playing different places, yeah. it's a tour, it's a tour. You yeah. can have that. Um, yeah. And that was good. That was good. But uh, we were sort of semi-based on the commitments a little bit. That was the same sort of time that the commitments oh, had come yeah. out. And so we had a couple of girl backing singers, We, you know, and that, that was good. It worked well. How many piece in the band? Uh, well, there must have been seven in that one. So, seven? That's yeah. a good song. Really? Yeah, seven yeah. In, in Billy J. Leach? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, so we had, um, well, Beefy was singing. Oh, I won't go through all the names. A couple yeah. of bass player, guitar, two guitarists, a couple of singers, drummer. Yeah, so probably five, six or seven cool. of us. So, yeah. Possibly. Give us some of your, your favourite songs to sing and play, Patch. Give us kind of your, your top hits. I've already mentioned Paint It Black. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know why, but that just strikes... All the right notes, no pun intended there at all. Um, but every band, every act I've ever been in, I've always tried to play that song. For some reason, it's just one for me. That it's is. a great song, and it always reminds me of that Tour of Duty. Yes, I think that's what it is, and I think that's what, it, it takes me back to that sort of sitting there on a the sofa watching on a Thursday night and thinking, oh, this is brilliant, I want to be in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite realising everything involved in that side of it, but um, yeah. So that that was sort of first that really probably first introduced me to the Stones, that sort of stuff. But um, so yeah, Painted Black is definitely one of them. I say say about Simon and Garfunkel. It's 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 strange. I like the the rocky side, but I do also like the folky side of stuff. And it's just if it's a good song, I like it. So there's a, a bit of Simon and Garfunkel in there. Then sort of moving on from there, I sort of like some of the nineties bands, the Britpop as it was called, oh, you know, sort yeah. of cast and all right. I really want one of their songs to show me. Common people to me. Common people is probably yeah, I'd, I'd put that up there. That's what what is it about that song, mate, that you like? It's Pompey, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just I thought Jarvis Cocker do it. Uh, it was Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, he just, yeah. So um, effeminate so, but manly. Yeah, it was everything about him, wasn't it? You know, sort of again a showman. Yeah, right? you know, yeah, much as anything, he wasn't the best singer in the world, but he Michael Jackson botherer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, wasn't he? Oh, you mean when he got on stage? <laughs> My eyes went wide then for a second, wondering what he was on about. Yes, when he got when he interrupted that that Michael yeah, the Jackson whole show, yeah. uh, Earth song, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Any any others? Oh, I mean, again, Beatles. You could probably, I could be here all day just naming. What's Beatles your favourite Beatles track? Though? I feel fine. I feel fine. Yeah, very quick answer. That's yeah, that, that's, it's it's hundred percent for me. It's just everything. It sums up for me the Beatles. I mean, I love the whole thing of the Beatles but for yeah. me that middle period 64, 65, 66 that was when they, for me they were at their peak what album was that Rubber Soul uh, was uh, it? I Feel Fine was never actually on an album sorry I'm getting a bit really geeky now well, so. <laughs> yeah. oh, this, is, this is the I, stuff we love if he was wearing glasses he would have pushed them up yeah, on his uh, nose yeah. um, <laughs> do you want to I, I Feel Fine was never on an album it was a double A side with uh, She's a Woman was the, uh, the other A side but no one ever mm. knows that song um, it was their Christmas number one, 1964. Wow. What is it about that song? That, that it just like? everything feels right about it. It's 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 everything. It's powerful. It's 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 Lennon to me at his peak. He's sort of really sort of giving it to it. The guitar intro. It's first recorded uh, feedback on any song. Mm-hmm. On I feel fine. So it was accidental. Yeah. I lent the guitar against uh, an amp and it fed back. And Lennon went, "Oh, I like that. Can we record that?" <laughs> do that so, again. Um, he did it again okay. and got it. So. Uh, but yeah, just the life in the whole song for me, sort of, it makes me feel, yeah, that's a sort of song. Okay. I can't play it, I'm rubbish at it, but, <laughs> but I love it, yeah. Are so. you looking forward to the, the Peter Jackson? 
documentary. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, um, have you seen the trailer for it? No, I haven't. Uh, they, <clears throat> when they were recording... Let it, album, be. let it yeah, be. Yeah, let it be. Um, yeah. They actually had a patch. Actually, Patrick, on you talk about it, you probably know more about it. Than well, me. yeah, I mean, they, they recorded um, Let It Be. I mean, the last actual album was Let It Be, but they recorded that before um, Abbey Road, which was, they were released in different orders. Mm. Uh, but they decided they were going to make a documentary of the filming of the album, but it was when the band were breaking up. Yeah. And um, it, it, the film that came out at the time was, was Let It Be was um, it's quite miserable. It's them in it's that they weren't in their normal recording studio. They were in Twickenham Film Studios filming it, and so they were all sort of miserable and mm. un- it seemed unhappy. It was released at the time, and then after that, they said no, we're never having this. It was never released on any DVDs officially or anything like that. And um, Peter Jackson has now been given access to all the film footage that was um, taken at the time, huh. and I mean there was. There was hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. And he's put together a documentary, which originally was going to be one film, but I think they've got so much footage that they're going to make a three-part documentary. That sounds like he loves Jackson, Jackson, yeah, he loves Spread it, it yeah, over three. Yeah, yeah it's, it's another <laughs> Hobbit. But yeah, yeah, so. I like the, the ending of Return of the King. Like, it lasts forever, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like- um, and so, yeah, and but I've seen some trailer footage of it, that's all, and it just seems completely different to the whole Let It Be film. I mean, the, the band are actually enjoying themselves, they're mm-hmm. jamming and things like that, and you just suddenly think, yeah, I mean, these are four blokes that have been through completely life-changing things mm. in, in the space of really seven years. I was going to say, because in the big scheme of things, it always surprises me with the Beatles, they weren't together that long in the big scheme of well, things, were they? When o- you- October 62 was when Love Me Do was released, and they split up in sort of 69, 70. So when you think about the number of, uh, you know, uh, look changes they had, oh, stylistic yeah, changes, image changes, changes. Oh, yeah. image changes, that's the word, yeah, yeah, yeah. image changes, and also the amount of, you know, musical style changes, the yeah. way they experimented well, and, yeah. and the way their sound evolved, yeah. it's, it's just it, it's like there's an old saying isn't there that you know the, the most talented people are the ones who burn the brightest but they're the ones who burn out too quickly the quickest yeah. you know so there is that that kind of weird dichotomy that yeah. you, the more talent you have the quicker that talent kind of burns out well, I um, think that plays out a lot for a lot of people doesn't it Jimi yeah. Hendrix the same isn't it yeah. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. we're, we're by you know exactly. and not famous. we've only got a couple of weeks <laughs> after this and uh, I know <laughs> you do not going to leave you behind you? of course if we hit it big yeah. this is you know so I'm going to break your ankles. So you ride, to ride my fire. coattails while you can. <laughs> That's what we didn't let him in HLF. He said that to us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very good, very good. So basically, what I got from that is you knew I'd actually shine a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> so thanks for that. Thanks for that, Patch. That's all right. Okay, Patch, would you mind playing a song for us now? Yeah, by all means. Um, the one I'm going to play is actually Simon and Garfunkel song. I've mentioned it. I've mentioned them a few times. And I, I just think it suits this show. It's uh, feeling groovy. So. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobbled stones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da, feeling groovy. Hello, lamppost, what you knowin'? I've come to watch your flowers growin'. Ain't you got no rhymes for me? Doodle-doo-doo, feeling groovy. Da-da-da-da-da-da, feeling groovy. I got no deeds to do, no promises to keep. I'm dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep. Let the morning tide watch all its petals on me. Life, I love you, all is groovy. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Patch, thank you so much for that. That was beautiful, mate. You're welcome. Appreciate that. If you, uh, well, I guess probably we can guess what this is going to be, can't we? But if you could collaborate <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, let's say any one musician, let's not make it easy for you, not a band, but if you can collaborate with one musician, who would it be? Well, we've already spoken about him, mm-hmm. Jarvis Cocker. <laughs> ah, I thought it was going to be Lennon McCartney. Okay, well, tell, yeah. tell us more, but 
Jarvis Cocker, I, you summed him up already. I mean, he is the man that everybody wants to be, if you're a man. For some reason, every woman wants to be with him, but if you were like him, no woman would want to be anywhere near you. He just, for me, he is cool, he's funny, he just sums up everything. Probably maybe, I don't know, he's just... He's my musical hero for that side of things. Oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, I just Fantastic. think everything he does, everything he does is is just touched with that. Always wearing his peacock suit and stuff. Yeah, around, it, yeah. It, there's that strange... He's got that bit where he's like slightly def, uh, self-deprecating, but he's also got that arrogance about yeah. him. Yeah, you can tell he's having fun with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw him... Well, of course, when did I saw him live? At uh, Isle of Wight Festival some years ago now. And they had the audience, and he, he had the audience in his hand. He could have said, "All oh, jump up on the spot," and we would have all done it there yeah. and then. And but there's an Englishness about him. There's a, <laughs> there's a, true. you know, as you say, Del, was it, yeah. So that's who I want to collaborate with because well, I just think he'd be yeah. Hilarious. Patch, you weren't expecting this tonight, but, <laughs> but I, we've... you know, I can tell you, <laughs> we've, we've made some phone calls, we've sent some emails, and, and... we got fuck all response. Oh, okay. <laughs> Open the, open the understairs cupboard. Yeah, Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis Cocker there, like all tied up with a gag in his mug. He's Jarvis. More expecting to find Kev Gower in there from yeah. last week. But yeah. so, so pull his little, pull his little <laughs> mask, pull his little, uh, you know, mouse mask down in there. So, uh, so Jarvis, you know the rules. If you want to see your family again, you know, <laughs> collaborate, do a song. It's just got dark, didn't it? It did. It got yeah. very dark. So. Yeah. So apart from Jarvis, oh, yes. And what was the band called? Pop. Pulp. Pulp, that's it, yeah. yeah. So apart from Jarvis and Pulp, mm -hmm. is there a band or musician that you'd like to open for? There is, actually. I've thought about this quite a lot um, previously. And again, it's going back to that Britpop era, but the Charlatans. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Mate. Mm. Great I shout. think they're very, very underrated. Yeah. A marvellous band. I've seen them too many times to yeah. count, um, but I think they're fantastic. Are they still going? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. still going. Still releasing new stuff as well, which yeah. is good. Um, and it's still good new stuff as opposed to those Britpop bands that release new stuff and nobody listens to. They just want to hear the songs from 95. So. This is the thing, right? I, I loved that era. When we were at college, that kind of two years when we yeah. were there, was, was the Manchester scene and, and mm. when the early Britpop indie yeah. stuff kind of was yeah. big, uh, you know, in Spiral Carpets, yeah. obviously the Stone Roses, Happy mm. Mondays, Soup yeah. Dragons, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I just, you know... I, Maybe it's because I'm so out of touch with the kids. But I think <laughs> it's been a while since the next generation after that, I think, of like 16, 17, 18-year-olds who were lucky enough to be part of a real musical scene were during the, the Britpop era of yeah. Oasis and Blur and that lot. But, yeah. but since then, to me, music doesn't have a personality. There doesn't seem to be a movement. It's I mean, it's maybe it's because I'm the commercial side of it. bastard. But <laughs> right, what do you think, Patch? It runs off of, um, it runs off of like... Uh, pop stars and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with both of them. No, 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 not at all. I totally agree with that. I, I feel that there's perhaps sort of around about maybe the early 2000s, you had the Kaiser Chiefs and that lot coming through. And again, oh, yeah, they were, yeah, they were guitar, yeah. guitar based again. Now, I, I, I'm only going on sort of songs that we can cover in the band. And yeah. you sort of think, well, could we cover that? Is it going to go down well? And you think, yeah, it's Kaiser Chiefs. Have you, you ever know. tried Bohemian Rhapsody? I've got to say no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've got to say no. Well, only at home, but yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> One man and his solo guitar, no. Um, Let's do it tonight. No. Okay. <laughs> so, that was emphatic. That was, that was, my, emphatic. That was my moment. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. I've waited, I, I've waited uh, what, oh, so 18, 30, yeah, 30 years to sing with you, Patch, and I've, and I've never managed it, and okay. it's been a dream of mine. So at some no, point tonight... Not your lucky night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. You you can basically name your price. I've actually got a taxi book for five minutes. Time, I'm afraid. So sorry, Andy. I'm just, yeah, hey. I'm well, at least this is stepping up from fuck off big ears, which is what I got when I asked you on HLF. Uh, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so the charlatans is, is my answer to that question. Ooh. That's who I'd like to open for because they're, they're probably... Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I love the charlatans. So speaking of kind of, you know, gigging and stuff, you gig with the targets. Is, yes. Is the band yeah, that you're yeah. in. I know that you play solo as well. I and, do. And I've, you... I've got a bit of a mixture of things. We've yeah. got, we've got um, the targets as a band I've been in for some years now. Um, as you say, I play solo. That's something I'm sort of trying to push a little bit more at the moment, just trying to get out and about doing that. Um, also got a couple of acoustic duos. I do one with uh, Beefy, who was... Who we are going to get on the show at some point in the future. Back mm -hmm. with Patch, actually, I want to get them both on because is they beefy again. We were at college with. Is um, that the Bog Rolling Stones? Yeah, Bog Rolling Stones, yes. and also he so, was 
going out with the girl that Andy serenaded. Oh, yeah, oh. sorry, did I forgot to uh, mention? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You so did that say was that. Yeah, said, so, yeah, after that um, yeah, incident so at the nightclub. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, so that's beefy. Um, we we do something called patchwork beef, which you can see we've got patch <laughs> and beef. And we put work Boosh. in the middle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which one's work? <laughs> None of it. No. So, um, so we do an acoustic duo. I also play an acoustic duo called Side Project. Oh, and yes, that's with uh, Rich, who's a guitarist in The Targets. So who's your best man? If you my best man, yeah. You should probably mention that. Oh, um, yeah. You rule. Let me sing with you. Won't tell her where she arrives. <laughs> Can we edit this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've got a few acts. So let's go back to the music, shall we? Yeah, yeah. let's carry on. So, yeah, sorry, oh, Pat, will you yeah. stop talking about your wife? You just bang <laughs> on and on and on. Are you okay? We get it. You love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what I tend to do, I mean, I've, I've always sort of done really, is I sort of surround myself with people that can play mm-hmm. and think, ah, oh, that's quite good. I'm not that talented, but I'll find people who are talented and then that will get me moving forward and that's what I tend to do so uh, yeah so I've got some good people that I play with the target so we've been playing a long time together um, sort of six or seven years in the lineup we've got now how did you guys meet oh it's all very incestuous the dogging. local music scene is it dogging yes oh. yeah that is exactly it so you know three 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 flash of the headlights and you get a new guitarist that's how it works these days so that's weird I've got a fat bird called Glenda <laughs> yeah but she's great on guitar so I've got her <laughs> He wasn't playing the guitar, folks. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from the dogging, because I think that's... I refuse to edit that out, by the way. Uh, I'm not editing that out. That's <laughs> um, no, well... It's so they didn't make dogging. So. No, well, we used to... The target, so we used to have a different, complete different lineup. We had... Um, Chap called Steve playing bass, and he's the one who painted the red door black. Yeah, Don't with Love Steve. Years. Steve, if you're listening, love you, mate. So yeah, we had uh, a chap called Bill Leach on guitar, Leach. who was Billy Leach from the Humbugs, because he was um, been friends for a long time, and had a friend called Guy Drumming. And eventually, you know, after a bit of time, we all go our own ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, one at a time, they sort of were replaced, really. Rich was actually introduced by Beefy, and he played in a band with him. And he introduced then... Our drummer Pete, and we've also got another bass player called Rich as well. So yeah, um, yeah so awesome. we just sort of it, it's knowing people and, and sort of going on from there. So super cool. Yeah. Super so how do you think the internet streaming and and all that kind of stuff has affected the music industry? Is it positive or negative or a bit of both? Uh, I I don't like it. I, I'm I'm quite old fashioned. I like queuing up outside a record store for a, a record to come in and I've been sold out. Oh, I've got it, you know and. But that's probably because last time I bought a record was about 30 years ago. I remember so, our price. Yeah, exactly. That, that doesn't exist the, anymore, yeah, does it? Yeah, you remember, no, you remember going into the booths and you could you, you put the headphones on and have a, listen to that's some of the tracks. Song. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the yeah. actual... For me, I, I'm a bit of a collector and I like actually having something in my hand. I like Do buying... You collect vinyl? Are you a vinyl person? I've got my vinyl still that I had... Back in the day. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. Um and every now and then I will buy a song, but I'm not a vinyl collector. I'm not, because I like to listen to music, and vinyl collectors don't do that. They like to just, is it? Is yeah. Oh, is that right? Like, yeah, like people like collect that. Star Wars toys. I don't know. I think there's there's a chap I know. He's um He's got a real eclectic mix of music, and yeah. he's got a massive vinyl collection. He does listen to it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah he enough, does listen so. to it, and he listens to some weird stuff, because yeah. he puts a, an album up every now and again. I'm listening to this today. I'm like, what the hell is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's good, you see, and that's what I like. But I, I like that physical advent in my hand, but I understand streaming. I'm not that old, obviously. Um, I understand it, and at the same time, I like Spotify, because it's easy if I actually want to listen to a song. I know that I can... Sorry, am I allowed to say Spotify? Yeah, yeah, well, we're on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is one of many. Spotify is one of the many platforms you can find OSD. Other platforms are available. Other platforms are available. Exactly. Are, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I love Spotify. That I can just sort of go on there and just find a song that I haven't heard for a long time and then, again, get into that rabbit hole of sort of finding another song and leading on from there. So, yeah, there's, there's bits and both. But um, that's the thing, isn't it? I, I, I think with, um, with, with, with streaming, I find is that it can be a good way to discover new music. Yeah, because you get the recommendations. Oh, what's yeah. that? What's that? What's that? It's like um, like the fun of on YouTube. Well, I like to get drunk on YouTube and then just kind of um, try and find porn. But, yeah, but not, <laughs> not the best place for it. Finding you Scandinavian know. skiers oh, that yeah. are singing the national anthem. I mean, you know, yeah. masturbating in children's programs is very difficult. It's very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <Woo-hoo>. So, <laughs> 
Well, with with the internet as well, though, do you, do you find if you've got like music yourself, like you got, you said earlier, you've got um, videos on YouTube of yeah, yourself because like, you can stuff, get your yourself out there, can't you? Can. you easier. Um, again, I mean, I, I'm probably too old, old fashioned, really. I'd, other people in the band put stuff on and stuff like that. I'm always sort of like, oh, yeah, I don't think to do that, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that that's a it's something I'm probably ignorant to. To really, I know it's out there, but yeah. um, I, I am quite old fashioned. I like just sort of doing things the old way and that that's probably my one downfall that i'm never going to be sort of pushing myself enough really whereas whereas maybe this would be it this is it this, this is my is break it. this is your this break, is a break. Hey, yeah, this could be. I mean, <laughs> we've got we've got big plans for this and then obviously you know uh, part of part of our plans is you know we, we've got various authors coming on we've got other local musicians yep. that are coming on and, and if there's anything we can do to kind of help you guys along the way then then brilliant but though to be honest you have a fan base and a following that's 50 times the size of ours so you're doing us the favor you know and we appreciate it no, so much appreciated um do you ever write your own music and if you do do you have kind of a creative process well let's just go back to that first question and say no all right <laughs> so, okay um, i try to i try to write my own music going back some years now um but I don't know if I'm influenced by the likes of the Ruttles and Eric Idle and Neil Innes and all those sort of things because all my songs tended to be comedic songs, really. Yeah. And it's yeah, sort okay. of and my my, my favourite one I ever wrote, and I I'm not going to play it tonight because I can't remember it now. But it was about me being in love with a girl called Esther, who turned out to be a Ford yeah, Fiesta. I think, I think you stole her off me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She turned to be a Ford Fiesta, and, and that was it. And I just thought I'm never going to write I, a song ever again. I after stand that, by what so. I said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know the the interesting story with Eric Idle is that if he, the, is, I, I saw I, I saw him interviewed and he was talking about the fact that for a, for a long time he was kind of the the poor the uh, the poor Python mm. because you know, John Cleese had Faulty Towers, mm, yeah. Fish Called Wanda, and you know Terry Gilliam became a director, director yeah. and uh, uh, Michael Palin had shows travels. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and Eric Idle was kind of a bit left behind, you know, mm. for for a long time he kind of didn't have a profile, and then of course Camelot became a thing and because yeah. Eric Idle wrote yeah. most if not nearly all who's the guy Neil Neil Innes Neil Innes Neil, yeah. Neil Innes right, right a bit of the Python music as yeah. well because Eric Idle was responsible for writing so much of the Python's music when Camelot took off oh, yeah. he actually ended up being the richest and most successful of all of them right. um, mm. because of the success of Camelot but he yeah. had to wait years for that they used to wind him up and, and sort of joke with him that he was the poor Python because he was the one whose kind of career after Python had been respectable he'd been okay yeah, yeah, Nuns yeah, on yeah. the Run Robbie Coltrane yeah, yeah. shit film but, yeah, but you know, yeah. had its moments, and there were nuns in it. So you know, you're sitting there as a 12 year old waiting for the magic. Didn't happen. Um, yeah. yeah, nuns. Yeah, I, li- I liked his songs. Though. He was, I always yeah. thought him, his part. I, I look forward to him doing a song in something. Yeah. Just remember that you're standing on the planet that's revolving, revolving at 900 miles an hour. That's orbiting oh, at 90 miles a second, <laughs> so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. This is where you're supposed to pick up your guitar. Yeah, but I, I, I can't, I can't quite coming. get that same key that Andy's singing in, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible on any, um, yeah, any musical sure instrument. Yeah, I'm not sure that key on any human scale. <laughs> a, a flat minor. Right, 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 half a beat. That's right now, your pet cat is in the garden going, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so I don't write my own songs. I'm afraid. Fair days, um, fair days. No, let's just leave that one there. Buried. All right, okay. Buried. So. Well, if you got a, a, a solo artist or a band that you just can't stand, and why? Yeah, why? Kings of Leon. Oh really? Ooh. Tell yeah. me. I know somebody else who hates this band. Yeah, but- I just I think they're overrated. I, I get. They've got a couple of good songs. Are they, they're an American write. band, or they? Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah. as American. Well, they're, they're kind of like, every time I see them in videos, I always think, yeah, you live on a trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just, to me, again, they just don't do it for me. I just, hmm. and there's a Kings of Leon tribute band in the local area. and They play the rifle, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and I just, yes. how could anyone, I mean, name five Kings of Leon songs. I can name you one, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's the obvious fire. one. Yeah, yeah. Which I always hear and think, you know, are you talking about a burning sensation when you pass your bit of Eddie Murphy who said, Doctor, what does it mean when flame shoot out of your dick? <laughs> you mean you have a burning sensation when you pass your No, no, flame come out of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's the one for me. I, I just can't. Oh, I don't yeah. get them. I, I've seen them live and it was boring. Really? Uh, yeah. And I'm, not deliberately. They were is it like one of those? Is it like one of those trailers for a film? 
where all the good bits are in the yeah, trailer, and then you go and watch the film, and the rest of it's just dross. Well, yeah, I think it is. And again, <laughs> I mean, I saw them. I mean, I keep referring to you. Well, I've been to more gigs than that, but it, it was it was, um, it was a King, Kings of Leon, and they were musically tight. They were very good. They were, you know, but they were boring. Mm. What does that mean, musically tight? Um, you weren't making many mistakes. Okay, so so yeah, you weren't kind if of you're tight. You've been like, yeah, you're doing everything as you should be doing it. But it was almost. I mean, I was probably stood quite far back, so I was watching on a big screen, and I might as well have been watching a, a video. Yeah. And then I watched Kaiser Chiefs, we've mentioned earlier, not necessarily everybody's cup of tea, but entertainment performance-wise, they had the crowd mm. being out of their hands. So, awesome. You know, so, yeah, so that, that's my one. That's my pet fair, fair play, fair play. Okay, on that note, similarly, now this isn't a band that you don't, you don't like, but who would you say is the most overrated artist or band of all time, you know, and, and, and why do you seem to be overrated? Oasis. Ooh. And tell us more, my friend. Do you know what? You didn't All the Blur have... fans are going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Both of them! You didn't, but you didn't even have to. You didn't even pause then. It no, was just there. Okay, tell us why, buddy. I Again, I get them. I understand it. And they were at their moment completely. And they, they, were, they were at their peak. Probably those two years. Nebworth and all of that mm. sort of thing. Um... But after that, no, they all started going downhill. I didn't even like them that much when they came out, so maybe I'm a bit biased. Is um, it the music or the attitude that went with it? I don't know, because I'm a big Stone Roses fan, and they had a bit of the attitude they, they as did, well. Yeah. So, Ian Brown, was, um, was, Ian Brown yeah. basically is everything that uh, Liam Gallagher as a frontman wishes he could be. Yeah, yeah. so but, yeah, exactly that, I think. So I mean, he had the attitude. He didn't necessarily have the sort of... Um, yeah. the, the, Ian Brown's a terrible singer. Whereas Liam oh. Gallagher's not actually a bad singer. No, Liam Gallagher can sing. I'll yeah, give him that. Just, yeah, he, just, um, he affects his voice too much. He tries to. Yeah, yeah. there that. was that. There was something about Ian Brown. He was a bit mysterious, wasn't he? Yeah. We, 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 whereas, yeah, Liam he's Gallagher. Was... Yeah, he's probably off his nuts <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, God knows what else. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, being um, in in Manchester, uh, Manchester, yeah, Manchester, a few years ago. And uh, we were we were in a bar, and there was a buzz because he came in. Who's the guy who used to drum? Always wore the floppy hat. Um, Rennie for the start. Yeah, Rennie, Rennie, yeah. Rennie, 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 Rennie. Rennie uh, Stanley, was there, and there was a big buzz around him. And, and I remember being at the bar, and um, and Ian Brown just kind of looked at me and he went, "Hey, big man." It's a bad impression, I know. And I was like, "All right, anyway, yeah, fuck off out of the way. You want to get a drink?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a great and I, I, just remember, I just kind of he said it with a little bit of a grin on his face but also the look in his eye that said if you say no I will cut you yeah. <laughs> yeah. whereas I always I'll felt with you. Liam Gallagher that you know with Liam Gallagher if he ever said that to you he'd be checking his bouncers when nearby yeah. first you know yeah I, I think it's a bit there's a lot me, of it's that don't believe the hype sort of thing I, I don't know but yeah so to me they're the overrated ones and and I think they've lived off of that those mm. two years for a long, long time afterwards, and even now they have done some good tunes though. They have I'll, done I'll, some I'll, good I'll songs. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not sort of arguing. Mm. I just think that to me, they're they're the song, they're the band that. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's not mm. you're saying they're not good, but it's just the fact that there is a whole cult that exists around them. Having yeah. said that, if I'm honest with you, if they ever reunite, I think it will be the biggest concert of, uh, to date. Yeah, I would time. agree with that. Yeah, so I think if you look at it globally, before now it was the Eagles. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, think yeah, yeah. Um, I think Oasis could easily globally top that. But I think they, they made the a massive, girls. massive balls up, didn't they? Because they did a big tour of the US yeah. and they couldn't get through a concert without the two of those bell ends arguing yeah, with each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Gallagher brothers. And so it, I think they, they completely alienated the yeah. biggest market they could probably yeah, yes. have got into. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Beatles, you know, they went out there aiming to crack that market, and they were like, they "We're the four it. mop tops. We, yeah. you know, we're we're who we are. We're wearing suits, and we're and they knew what to do. Once they were in there, they could do whatever they wanted." Was it true that Elvis Presley offered offered his services to the the FBI or the government to keep an eye on them? On John Lennon. Oh, John Lennon. Yeah, that was when they met Presley once as the group, mm. and. Um, Apparently they didn't really click because uh, Presley was John Lennon's idol and all, all of his idols. And I think um, John Lennon's got a quote of um, before Elvis, there was nothing. Mm. And yeah. um, But after that, when Lennon was sort of early 70s in his sort of political activist state, 
Oh, they're a bit worried about him. Yeah. The, the, Elvis is a bit military, a bit yeah. traditional US, yeah. wasn't he? Actually, he, he, a bit, he went to he's Nixon. He's one of those yeah. obviously, you know, it's good to have a, an honest president to go to. He went to Nixon and, and, sort of, and it, he was actually signed in as an FBI agent. He got, ah, he got, it was he got, true, though. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read The Last Days of John Lennon by yes, James I Patterson? Have. You have. It's a great book. Yes. Yes. James Patterson, basically, I wouldn't piss on if he was on fire. So no, James Patterson is a very well-known writer who releases about 20-odd books a year. But what he does is he writes synopses of books and then somebody ghost writes it for him. And they're always credited. It's James Patterson with. Yeah. But um, he will literally write a two or three paragraph synopsis of books. Disclaimer, if this isn't true, then I take it all back. Don't see me, you twat. Um, <laughs> and uh, But he Allegedly, a book called The Last Days yeah. of John Lennon, which I read not so long ago because I am kind of a bit of a John Lennon fan. There's mm. a really great story in there about the first time they dropped acid with Bob Dylan, wasn't it, I think? Uh, if- it was, it yeah. It, well, it's, or it, smoked it, to joint. It, 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 uh, it was smoking the the herbal plant <laughs> yeah, uh, with Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob yeah. Dylan kind of introduced them to, to like to weed and stuff like that. He, uh, when they met him, they met Elvis, they were disappointed. Yeah, and then they met Bob Dylan. They kind of didn't have you know, kind of a massive take on it before they met him. Like, oh, I see what he's like, but they yeah. loved it because he then, and, and when you look at the, the later Beatles output, so much of that clear, they're off their fucking tits. This is, I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why I like the 65, 66 period. I don't know, but yeah. They really let their hair down, literally. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Patch. Um, yes, yeah, Oasis. That's who I'm not liking. Oasis is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, what's your top three groups of all time or top three albums oh, well, top three albums or top three girls let's go both let's go both they're not the same yeah. well mm, okay, okay um, top three bands if we do that one or any artist but we'll do top three bands Beatles Beatles yeah <laughs> Buddy Holly and the Cricket oh yeah I'll put those in there and this one is a bit of a curveball but Madness Okay. Okay, are you going to see them on Friday no I'm not oh, okay. uh, I've seen them many many times yeah um, cool my son and my daughter are going, and therefore I feel that I'm far too old to go to the same concert. I have, I have met Patch's son, Harry. You have met Harry, yeah, yeah. And he is an absolute credit to Patch. He's such yeah. a lovely guy. He really is a lovely guy. I met yeah, him on he, he, Patch's doing, you know, yeah, great guy. Yeah, great they, guy. Are, they are good. But yeah, good so um, yeah, I'm not going to go and see, I'm not going to Victorious um, this year. But yeah, Madness for me, again, for me, I'd say it's not just about the guitar, it's about the entertaining yes, side of yeah. it. And for Madness. Yeah, Madness, yeah. when I was a kid, they were my favourite band. Yeah. Sons yeah, was never so. again never the best singer. But no, but he's and a great this performer. is it. So it, it's mm. and it's about getting that combination. Yeah, and and yeah. so yeah, for the top three bands any time of the day, I would say yeah, Beatles, Buddy Holly and the Crickets, and Madness. So. What about top three albums. Right, I'm going to throw a few curveballs in it. Um, Corn. Metallica, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Now we need, um, we need individual albums, Andrew. Kings of Leon. And, no, no. <laughs> um, first of all, it's Eels. Daisies oh, of the wow. Galaxy. Now, if you haven't listened to Daisies of the Galaxy by Eels, I have no please, idea what you're talking about. Please, please I listen Eels, to that album. But I haven't heard that album. Who? Please, Eels, E E L S, as in, okay. as in, I'm going to make it up. Slippery shuckers. Daisies of the Galaxy. Okay, Ooh. it's um, a superb album. It really, really is a superb album. So that for me is number one. Okay. okay. Um, second, Stone Roses. Stone Roses, their debut album. And uh, again, for me, it's probably being there at that time, the whole sort of... Living through it. Yeah, living through it. But I can listen to it now and just think every single song on that is a classic song. It is. It is a great album. Yeah, and and it probably brings out many, many memories as well, which is always good. I think that's the thing about music. It's emotive, isn't it? Oh, isn't it just, yeah. You know, it's not just a case of, I like that song. It's something I've listened to that song and that reminds me of the time that Andy was on his knees in a nightclub. Oh, wait, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, that was a different song. Yeah, Patch, do you remember when we were at college? Was that do you remember? Um, do you remember the, the the Love Hour by Ambrose Harcourt? Oh, do you remember that? Oh, I used to be like, was it either 11, 11 till twelve yeah, or twelve Ambrose. to one at night, yeah. and it was on like Power FM or some local yeah. station. Yeah. It, it's the Love Hour with me, no, Ambrose Harcourt, Ambrose. Oh, and, and and he would just play love songs. And if you were yeah. lying there in your bed as like an existentially uh, a seventeen year old in existential crisis, yeah. unable to understand why that girl that you like doesn't like you back, which happened to me, it I did. Help. daily basis <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you know you'd, you'd plug in your headphones into your three yeah. piece stereo with you know you remember yeah. the big chunky 
Iowa, or however you pronounce it, or, yeah. Yeah, or maybe you a know, Sony the, the if you're a shit you got yeah. from Argos that your parents begrudgingly yeah. bought you and you didn't put that. Do you know what? When we were kids, and my, my dear departed dad, I love him, but when we were kids, my dad once glued a piece of plastic over the volume slider <laughs> on my brother's out on my brother's stereo, so my brother couldn't slide the up, volume bar up past because this big piece of fuck off glass plastic yeah. was glued there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he said it was too loud. I remember oh, my brother uh, moaning, going, it. "You set it too quiet." My brother's and my dad looked at him and you play it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd, you'd listen to Ambrose Harcourt playing these sort of love yeah, songs. I remember and, Ambrose you know, very well. It was always, yeah. always, every 15, 20 minutes, Michael fucking Bolton would, oh, would pay an oh. appearance, you know. Oh, yeah. Every, every yeah, time. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Yeah, every time. Yeah. All right, thanks for that, Patch, mate. This is, I'll tell you what, I'm loving this. This is a great interview. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll tell you what, Patch, let's dial it back a bit now. So, so thank you so much for everything you told us. But what, what I want to do now is obviously yeah. I want to talk a bit more about uh, the, the gigging that you do, both solo and the band. And we, we touched on the bands you're in and the stuff you do. Yeah. Um, and I really want the listeners, now they've got a taste of you, to listen to another song, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And also means... get an idea of where they can see you yeah, and, more importantly, where they can contact you in yeah. case they want your <laughs> services. What, what's your only fans' <laughs> address? <laughs> well, yeah, they've got to do something now. They're not allowed porn anymore. Um, Are they? I don't know. Did you not know this? Yeah. No, so apparently, OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans <laughs> are banning hardcore pornography. Really? Um, oh, I thought yeah. So any, that's the end of OnlyFans. Any content? Any one well, apparently nudity is still allowed. So you're okay, mate. Oh, um, they but they, they're banning. Tasteful, yeah, tasteful, they're, they're, they're banning hardcore pornography. Really? Which, I didn't yeah. know I had hardcore. So the rumor. Fucking liar! Um, <laughs> apparently, they um, the, the the word on the street is they're going to float as a public. Well, they are floating publicly. Oh, it's the bank later this year, and a lot of bankers and investors uh, have said yeah, we're not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So now the OnlyFans have basically used um, you know your, your average Joe or Josephine public to create a, a massive, massive user base. Mm. They're now cutting them off at the legs. But there's another rumor that's saying oh, actually it's driven yeah, by the exactly. new Mastercard rules. So Mastercard are now saying that before they will allow any MasterCard payments to be taken for anything that involves pornography, the individual age and the individual um, identity of all the people appearing it have to be verified via um, legalized photo ID. This is oh. globally. So OnlyFans oh. now have a choice. They can either take the, the thousands or maybe, I don't know, millions of people who have hardcore content and, and literally create a new database. Oh, mm. we're in databases, opportunity here. Uh, create a new database for <laughs> them to store all of their ID to prove yeah. that. Or they can just go, you know what, fuck it, you just can't shag on camera anymore. Oh. So there you go. Anyway, opening the market. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk you about... Know a lot about that. <laughs> too much. Yeah. <laughs> It's called an education. Oh, you're right. In pornography. In pornography. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. So, yes, Patch, thank you so much, mate. I tell you, I'm loving this. Right. Um, the, the very first gig you did, I don't know if you can remember the first gig you did. If you can, tell us who it was with, where it was, and can you remember how, how that felt? Um, the very yes, I can remember the very first gig he did. It was at college with HLF. That was the first twats live performance, yeah. and um, I only had to play on one song, believe it or not. And um, I was so nervous the night before. I'm not surprised. Really, really nervous. First and gig, you're bound to be. I, re- I well, it must have been oh, 1990, 91, so 30 years ago now. And uh, yeah, just feeling so nervous about it. But when it was sort of over, it was like the biggest high I've ever felt and I've never probably felt anything better for, wow. since Fantastic. apart from obviously marrying my your beautiful wife. lady yeah, wife yeah, yeah. Um, so. absolutely so. and what, what's the best piece of advice about gigging that you've ever been given uh, and who's it by well probably I mean you sort of pass on I mean I'm the older generation of local bands now so yeah. you sort of pass it on to the but there, there's the old school there's the, the old states yeah, that are still are. out there I mean the, the, probably the best bit of advice I'd given is, is just always carry on if you cock up if you, nine times out of ten the audience aren't going to realise no um, you know but when you're sort of starting out and you make a mistake everybody stops and then the audience realise. But I th- I think with live bands such as yourself, I don't know about with like the Chili Peppers and all that lot, I think people are just happy to see those. But I think with, with live bands like yourself and other people in the area, if everybody's having a good time and they notice that you hit a duff note, nobody gives a monkey's. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's all right, so don't yeah. worry about it. It's like music, we're in a pub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I've not paid even, 70 quid for this ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they notice, they're still having a good time. They're still appreciating the fact that you're up there, you're playing live music, not just hearing it on a jukebox. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, it, I'd agree with go, that. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd Nobody's going to go, oh, this is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> I think you basically do that at least five times a day. Yeah. That Robbo, Robbo spends his life permanently outraged by something. Outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. I'd practice yeah, that. I'd, I'd get that. <laughs> as long as it's never by the targets. And then we're all right. Yes, but, um, that's fair. But yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I, I think with experience, I think you can learn to laugh at yourself when you're on mm. stage if you cock up. Whereas when you're starting out in a 17, 18 year old, you cock up, you think, oh my this God. Is this end. is the end. Yeah, we just, we just cancelled the whole gig. Um, and I think about, I think an audience likes it if you laugh at yourself a little bit as well, yeah. because they realise that, yeah, you are human. And, I, I'll, and I'll tell you what, I've seen a few bands in the past, and not, not big bands, yeah. but like local bands yeah. like yourself. And one of the things that I like is when you see the people on the stage, like the the bassist sort of leans over the drummer and goes, hey, and they oh, and have a bit of a giggle. Yeah. And it's, and it's uh, that kind of gel on stage. And that's, it's, I think, yeah, that's, that's spot on. And I think that's where the word live comes from. It's actually alive. You're yeah. watching this, aren't you? As you said earlier, you're not listening to a jukebox. No. You're not just sort of... Uh, so, yeah, so, so probably the best bit of advice, and I can't remember who gave it to me. It's far too back in, in the midst of time. But, yeah, probably is uh, just carry on. Uh, and secondly, always have some gaffer tape. That leads me to my next question, actually. And, uh, you know, we're going to put you under pressure now, so make me laugh, funny man. <laughs> but um, can you tell us, in all your years of gigging, the funniest story about gigging or that happened at a gig that you, you can remember? I can. I can remember it. I had several years of counselling to get over it, but I can remember <laughs> it now. Uh, and I can talk about it now. Um, we were playing at a local pub in, um, in Pompey uh, with the Targets. And it wasn't particularly busy, but there was probably about sort of 30 or 40 people there. They were sort of enjoying themselves. Rich, uh, who I've spoken about earlier, guitarist, singer, he was singing one of his songs that he sings, because I do sort of share the limelight sometimes. <laughs> and um, old chap, older, older chap, I should say, maybe sort of 60s, 70s, walked up in front of him, started dancing. And he, fair enough, you know, but there was no one else dancing in the pub at the time. And he had a pair of light grey um, jogging bottoms on. And you notice in the sort of crotch area that lighter grey was turning darker grey and he was actually just pissing himself in front of Rich (laughs) whilst dancing and Rich had to then try and carry on singing whilst you could see this puddle grey. Normally you've got to pay extra for that kind of thing. Well, yeah, on OnlyFans apparently. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, just to lower the tone even further, are you sure it was piss? (laughs) I mean, well, I've 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 well, watched you gig, and, well, and it is, is a very transcendental experience. The bass can get to you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so that that I don't know if that's the funniest, but it's certainly one of the most memorable. Most memorable. Just, stuck, bloke stuck with just you. pissing himself, <laughs> stood awesome. in front of us. Okay, Pat. So thanks for all your information tonight and mm-hmm. uh, and being here with us. Where's where are you going to be gigging uh, over the next few months or weeks, and, and where can people go and see you? Yeah, I mean, obviously with. Um, with the COVID, it's been um, slightly slow on the uptake. A bit difficult, gigs, yeah. yeah we, we, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got a few been coming in already. Um, next up for me solo is uh, Thursday the 26th of August. I'm playing at the Wine Vaults oh, nice. in South Sea. That's a solo gig for me. Spitting distance. I might be able to make that. Please well, do. Sorry, yeah. say that again, Patch. What date? Uh, Thursday the 26th of August. So hopefully this, this week. Yeah, right. it's this week, yeah. And it's, it's if it goes out with then. So Yeah, the, the plan is, folks, so it's Monday night. We're, we're a bit late recording than we normally would be because I was a sick note last week, so I'm hoping to get it edited tomorrow. <laughs> the great thing about this is it doesn't require as much editing as last week's one, so it should be a lot easier to get it get uploaded um, as soon as possible. So yes, if you are listening to this and, and you are free Thursday night, get yep. yourself down a wine vault. Thursday the 26th, yeah, I'll be in the wine vault. So that's me solo. Um, then the next up for the band is Tuesday the 7th of September. We're playing at the George Inn on Portsdown oh, Hill. Nice. Yeah, I like So, that. Uh, you know, come along, watch a band, and then do a bit of dogging afterwards. Yeah, I mean, love sure. that. We used to joke that the George Mixed Inn burgers. was a fair pub. Yeah, you know, back in was the day, because it? it, it, we used to go there for a drink. It's, you'd see people furtively in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you've come up here because you think it's relatively out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore. No, no it's a respect to You go up the George on the 7th of September, yeah, and with, afterwards you go mix burgers for a nice feed. Yeah, have a, yeah, have a nice, uh, a no, nice Sorry, yeah, yeah, Mix isn't paying us for this, so until he says he'll give us money, he can fuck off. <laughs> Right, and just go up to Portsdown Hill and pop something nice into your mouth. How about that? Is that better for We're you? We're back, back to dogging, aren't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Only fans, if you're listening, there's your new niche. Oh, Patchwork Beef. I was about. Beef? Yeah, yep. we, we're uh, Friday the 10th of September at the Fawcett Inn. Brilliant. Oh, nice. Brilliant. Yeah, Aptly named so. as well, the Fawcett Inn. I love that. Inn. Patch, um, where can people find you? Like Facebook, social media? Yeah, Facebook under the targets, Pompey targets. Oh, targets Pompey at, uh, on Facebook. Um, we... we Patchwork Beef on Facebook as well. And, um, yeah, just look for a side project. We're all on there. So Brilliant. Just, cool. Yeah, Great stuff. So. Patch, mate, honestly, I, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed this. It's yeah, been, it's been, been really has been oh, a lot of fun. It's been um, an absolute pleasure. And thank you really very much for inviting me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, it's great. great. So. Unfortunately, Patch will probably have to leave fairly shortly. He's going to stick around for a little bit. But what we'd like you to do, Patch, is play another solo song for us. And then um, we're going to record a song with Patch because, God damn it, I've waited 30 years <laughs> to sing with this absolute vocal Adonis and, wow. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen now. But Patch, tell us what song you're going to play for us now, please, buddy. Uh, yeah, next up I'm going to play uh, Bad Moon Rising by uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. Love it. Great tune! And, uh, which was obviously also featured in American Wealth in London. As were Indeed. Jenny Agatha's tits. Indeed. Well, hey. so, back to only fans again, aren't we? <laughs> if there's a tone, I will. We'll you find a way to lower it. Lower it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Patch, uh, thank you. Yeah, when so, are you ready, my friend? Okay. Clap along. I see a bad moon rising. I see trouble on the way. I see earthquakes and lightning. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Patch Collins, thank you so much. You are a little legend and we love you, and it's been fantastic having you. Awesome. Thanks, mate. It's been brilliant. Cheers.